Hey everyone, you're listening to Guilty Mixtape. I'm Matt Bogart, and I'm joined with the... What's up? I was, I was saying, I'm Steve Long, but... Yeah. I mean, you, you were looking at me. I was like... You were, t- you were tapping your foot like a bull, ready to charge. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. You told me you were bit by a possum the other week, and you've been foaming at the mouth. Uh, well, that's Steve Long. He uh, has rabies now, and he's yeah, he's humping something in the bunker. And we're coming to you from the beautiful part of New Jersey. The o- the only reason why people visit New York City is to come here. That's right. And I'm talking about Montclair, New Jersey, which is actually a really lovely town. I've never been in New Jersey before, and this is like my first time ever. And I'm really having a good time, especially here where I have two tvs where i don't know if they work or not but they look like they weigh 50 pounds and also huge uh dell towers that also may or may not work yeah uh probably uh they, they probably do work which is uh we're gonna get them to work yeah uh this is definitely where a shut-in used to live um you know many years trying ago. to run a cult uh so anyway we're coming to you from the bunker and uh this is guilty mixtape a podcast where we talk about your pop culture guilty pleasures and uh, what that means to you as a messed up individual. Uh, so we're pre-recording today's show because we're going to take it easy. It's only our second show. We don't want to do too much lifting and hurt our back. Uh, but before we get into our guest, Aaron Hodges, who will be on to tell us his guilty, uh, his guilty pop culture pleasures, which is a very weird erotic sounding uh, thing to roll off the tongue. I want to talk about a movie that's coming out that I haven't seen yet is Superman. Which came out this Friday. Superman versus Batman. Batman yep. versus Superman. Yes. Uh, Steve, we're going to play a game. Yep. And it's going to be, let's talk about the movie we don't see. We haven't seen. Right. So anyway, okay. I didn't think the movie was that good. I was supremely disappointed. Did you have high hopes for Batman versus Superman? I had very high hopes. Really? Yes. Now, why didn't you like Batman versus Superman? Keep in mind, we're recording this a week before it comes out. We don't even know if anything we say is in the movie, not in the movie. Steve, what would you think of it? So, uh, first first major, major tell was um, they decided to um, basically kill Batman in the first scene. And to me, I was like, all right, why? Why? Yeah. Why? What were the... Th- I think they were going for shock factor, but I don't know. I, to me, that's that's like very shoddy writing. That's that's all I'm going to say. They killed Batman in the first scene? First scene. Wow. Yeah. We must have saw two different movies. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that happened. <laughs> well, there was a plot twist. Maybe, maybe I saw a pre-release of something that you didn't see. How'd they kill him? trash compactor holy shit the sons of bitches they finally got him uh you, you know what i liked about the movie yeah well i didn't like it it's uh so lex Luthor's the bad guy mm. and i thought he was going to be more mark zuckerberg like you know jesse eisenberg in the social network which is what they tried to do right but unfortunately his performance wasn't as nuanced so he just came off as an asperger's lunatic Instead of uh, someone with, you know, severe social issues because they are so brilliant, they cannot express themselves. Right. So I didn't th- I didn't like that much, that part of it. Also, I didn't like how um, Zod becomes Doomsday. Yeah. Again, t- t- who, r- who wrote this, man? 
Right. First, Batman dies in a trash compactor, and then he comes back miraculously. Exactly. And uh, Jesse uh, Lex Luthor makes Doomsday. Yeah. Which is super strange. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere, and then they start teaming up together. I do like how Wonder Woman was trying to date Bruce Wayne before he died in the trash compactor accident. That was pretty good. Yeah, trying to get intel on I got him, a little teary. Figure it out. Did you get teary? A little teary. Oh, okay. Because they, they did the, the, you know, the musical interlude, and, and it, was, it was very sweet. I'll give them that. <laughs> I can't believe this movie made $125 million opening weekend. Crazy. Crazy. Did you think it would be higher or lower? Uh, you know what? Because there's so many fanboys out there, I, I figured it would do a lot, a lot better. Yeah. But I, re- I really think Twitter like got, that got the word out with the trash compactor. Yeah. Man. People were just like, fuck this shit. You know? And I, <laughs> don't blame them. I saw a bunch of tweets that, that yelled, fuck this shit, hashtag trash compactor. Of course. I was probably one of the people that tweeted that. Are you excited pissed. for uh, the Justice League movie? I am. How do you think this movie set up the Justice League movie? Well, and see, that's another thing, is they definitely tried to tease, you know, like other things, and, and I just, they just, they just tried to, to pander too much to the next film, and so like, you know, the Justice League movie, while it's gonna, it's gonna bring the star power, um, I mean, again, Batman has like a very, very severely injured shoulder, you know? Yeah. Like, how is he gonna fight, you know, in the next... He's gotta I, fight his way out of the trash compactor. So, yeah, and it just... You know, it, it as a as a film, I feel like the next one's gonna do better. Okay, because I feel like every every series has to hit their stride, right? Yeah, and they gotta hit hit the next one out of the park, or they're not gonna compete with you know what's happening in the Civil War on uh, Marvel side. Yeah, have you ever seen a superhero movie? Because yeah. you you sound like my dad. <laughs> no, absolutely. Goddamn trash compacting sons of bitches. Trash C- Civil War. Um, <laughs> Well, I do. You, did you like Aquaman in this movie? He well, he wasn't played by the right actor. No, I didn't think so. Okay, how come? I really wanted um, Brett Spinetingler to play it, <laughs> <laughs> and he totally he totally lost the role. So, uh, what has Brett Spinetingler been in? I think he was like the third bad guy in The Mask. Oh, okay. It's like his last. This role. is that was his. La- this is his. Uh, this was going to be his comeback. His comeback. Brett Spinetingler as Aquaman. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? I'm. I'm glad that you're excited for the next one because I had my doubts, and then I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I don't even know if DC can pull it off, but. Hopefully Aquaman gets thrown in a trash compactor and Aquaboy can be Brett Spinetingler. Actually, that would be perfect. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Just fuck it. Just start it all over again, baby. <laughs> just just put all that money in the furnace, say bon voyage, and then get get a new Aquaman. Mm. Well, Steve, I'm glad that uh I'm glad we saw this movie. Yeah. Uh we had wonderful insight on it. Yeah. And now here is our conversation with uh Aaron Hodges about his uh, pop culture guilty pleasures. Yeah, are we cursing or no? Try not to. Do you care? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there should be a no I cursing. just want to be respectful. I, I respect that. <laughs> whatever, yeah. you, whatever you guys say. Yeah. No, I don't think we'll be... I, yeah, I think, I think uh, we can curse. Yeah. Until uh, advertisers uh, say <laughs> otherwise. Right. That's basically it, yeah. <laughs> because... Um, 
You know, oh. th- there's so much money in podcasting right now. So I know. Much money, Why dude. do you think I have like four of them? <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for one to blow. One's gonna blow up, man. <laughs> so uh, you're listening to Guilty Mixtape. Uh, I am your co-host Matt, and I'm here with, of course, the always handsome, blue-eyed Steve Long. And it's a very special day hey, because guys. we actually have a, uh, a guest here who can tolerate us. His name is Aaron Hodges. Aaron, how do you want to be uh, introduced? Uh, as an admirer of Steve's blue eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how I would like to be wow. remembered. Yeah. Well, Aaron is... also has a podcast, uh, Quick Snaps. That's right. Is, what network is that on? It's not on a network, per se. I see. Uh, we, we like to remain independent, you know. Uh, but it's about comedy and football, basically. Okay. The NFL football. We don't get into college. Uh, no March Madness is what I'm hearing. No, there's no March Madness. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> college basketball is too much. You're it's talking to the right people to go on. Yeah, yeah. About, uh, about sports and all things athletics. But you also have another podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, the uh, the Off Balance 3, which is sports and comedy. And what, well. is, what is the Off Balance 3? Because Quick Snaps makes sense. I know uh, Hut Hut Hike. Right. I've never heard of an Off Balance 3 before. So that's it's like it, that's a basketball term. Uh, like if you were going to shoot a, a three-pointer and you, know, you don't have perfect form, perhaps you're leaning the wrong way, a fadeaway jumper maybe. You know, yeah, Steve's mimicking it. The last. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like an Off Balance 3, right? Okay. It's a, it's an unorthodox shot. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like that's what the sports comedy podcast is. It's like it's goofy. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Because we're part, I'm partnered up with a, a website, crookedscoreboard.com. And they're, it's kind of like the way I describe that website is like if uh, uh, Deadspin and The Onion had a baby. Okay, oh, that's that's, that's, that's crooked mix. scoreboard. Like they don't take it too seriously. So it's like yeah. it's a conversation about sports, but it's not X's and O's. It's like ha-has. Now, you who know, has the nice. best off balance three in the game? It's Steph Curry, man. There's no doubt say, about it. That's he basically does like half of his shots are that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll Steve, put since it up when, from anywhere. Since when did you start liking basketball? Well, uh, I've I have my my moments, even though the I follow the Cavs. And even he's though he's a Clevelandite, yeah, I'm a Clevelandite. Is so. that where you're from? That's where I grew up. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so like that brought me back in, and so I've been watching. Yeah. The... Are you a Browns fan? I am. Did you hear about the latest Siri thing? No. Like, if, if you ask Siri, oh, I've you heard might. This. If I you ask this. Siri, where is sadness in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. It gives you a Google Maps to the stadium where the Browns play. Isn't that brilliant? That's sad, man. <laughs> Well, because you know, you know, it's called the factor of sadness, right, Matt? Did you ever hear this? Uh, I'm a Steelers fan, so oh. I'm, I'm well aware. Are you going to uh, try it? I, I want to try it. Yeah. Um, I think you have to actually be in Cleveland, but let's try. I'd, I'd be I don't think try I, it. I'm not sure if it's audible, but you can try it. Yeah, yeah. You can just say, "Hey Siri, in Cleveland, where is sadness?" Hey Siri, in Cleveland, where is sadness? It's searching. I got a 3G, so you know... Um, You're rocking. Yeah. It's I, great. It's the uh, saddest uh, way to talk to Siri. Well, I'll just leave Siri app and... That's she all wants. right. But I'll take your word take for it. Take my word Cleveland, for it. Cleveland is a very sad place. It is. It's uh, gone, but yeah. it's a great city. It, it, I've never I've never been to Cleveland. All I've heard was is great things besides um, LeBron okay, leaving. Here is what I found. Oh. Okay, so I have two results. It says uh, Square Sanders huh. or Squire Sanders... And the Steve Sanders Academy, none of which in Cleveland. Wow, I guess I'm a liar. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have to be like geofenced into like the area. I'm from what I read. 
what I remember, yeah. Okay. So uh, we have to go to Cleveland now. So, Aaron, you're you're a huge basketball fan. Sure. Um, you have your favorite off-the-wall three-point guy, Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rumble's about a Space Jam 2 starring uh, LeBron James. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Well, I, I think that uh, if you asked me that question two years ago, that's a no-brainer, but... Yeah. I think Steph Curry has already surpassed LeBron as the face of the NBA and the best player right now. So yeah. if there's a Space Jam 2 and there's no Steph Curry, that's a big mistake. I think it's got to be an ensemble cast okay. this time around. There's yeah. too many superstars in the NBA right now. It's too such many. a great time. So which NBA guy? which NBA guys would be part of the Monster Squad? Ooh, who was on it last time? It was Patrick Barkley? Ewing, Barkley. Barkley was definitely there, yeah. Um, I want to say Muggsy Bogues. Is that a guy? That sounds right. Yeah. Or um, somebody off the Hornets like that. Ah, it's gonna bug me. I gotta look at Monsters. It was Alonzo oh. Morning or Larry Johnson. One it could of those be Morning too. Yeah. Um, well, one time I took a piss next to um Muggsy Bogues, <laughs> and I had to go somewhere really quick. And I just look over. I'm like, I saw you had a watch on. I'm like, what's the time? And he's like, uh, and I'm like, tell me the time, damn it. Uh, and he must think I'm a crazy person. How many people can say that, that they took a piss next to Muggsy Bogues? Me and uh, Larry David. I'm Where the... was it? It was Sirius XM. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was at Sirius it XM. It was Muggsy Bogues. Holy it, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Larry Johnson, too. I think you would just take all of Memphis Grizzlies and make them the goon squad right now. Because you're talking about, like, Zach Randolph. I don't know if these names mean anything to you guys, but these guys are like the straight thugs in the NBA. You're talking mm-hmm. about Zach Randolph, uh, Matt Barnes, yep, who you might have heard he got in a fight with Derek Fisher, the Knicks coach, because Derek Fisher was banging Matt Barnes's ex-wife. <laughs> that I had not heard. That I had not heard. That's amazing. That's common knowledge out there. I'm not spreading rumors here. That actually happened, and Matt Barnes was suspended. Um, and Lance Stevenson, I think, is on the uh, Grizzlies now. They're just straight-up thug guys like Detroit bad boys so back in the day. was the Goon Squad compiled of guys who were just uh, not dirty players but physical players? <laughs> in Space Jam 1? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't see Muggsy Bogues getting in someone's He's, face. He was a scrapper, though. Yeah, he, he was. was. He was definitely a scrapper. Yeah. Well, being a short guy, you have to hold your own. I mean, I could speak to this because I uh, I didn't hit a growth spurt till I was 18. But, <laughs> you, I mean, you, you have to hold your own, but that doesn't make you a goon. You ever been in a fight? Yeah, I've been in, I've been in plenty of fights. Okay, good. That, that makes me happy. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I've been about four or five. Like, just yeah, took yeah. my lumps, but yeah. Okay. No, because I, I have a theory that like the worst people in the world have never been punched in the face. Oh, what are you trying to say about Muggsy Bogues? <laughs> <laughs> Muggsy's a scrapper. I guarantee he got some fights and he proved himself on, on the schoolyard. Uh, yeah. What what um, cult of personalities would um, would prove your theory correct? In the in, in the like general the s- public, in the the general sphere of pop culture, well, or I, I mean, I couldn't tell you like who's never been punched in the face, like right. a celebrity, but I bet um, I bet Tom Cruise has never been punched in the face. Uh, I think he has been. You uh, think so? I, I think he, he deserves it. I but. bet he has. I, I'm sure because Tom Cruise is a good looking dude, and I'm sure he bangs someone's girlfriend, and Tom Cruise isn't a big dude. Tom Cruise Very is like, true. maybe I have a couple of inches on Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'm sure he's been punched a couple of times yeah. for doing that. He's probably been punched in, in a movie, but that's not... That doesn't same. count. doesn't count. Yeah. 
It's tough. It's tough to think of who might be the worst person that's never been punched in the face. But yeah. I'll get back. To I it. think Kanye's been punched a couple times. Probably. He, and I'm, yeah. I, I like Kanye West, but I'm not a Kanye apologist. The dude makes great music, but he can be an asshole. I'm sure he's got punched in the face a bunch of times. Yeah. Though. I'm glad you said that, Matt. Why? Because uh, I don't like the people that just hate Kanye so much that they can't acknowledge that he makes good music. He makes great mm. fucking music. Yeah. That's the thing. Kanye, all of his music can back up his his jerk of a personality, but yeah. that's all he's good for. I have I know nothing about fashion, but it looks like people wear smocks when they're wearing, like, Kanye <laughs> West, um, I guess, hoodies. Uh, you don't have anyone, you think, that has never been punched in the face that deserves it in the celebrity world. Let's say... Uh, like it's it's. I would say Ted Cruz, but he's so swarmy. That yeah, he had to have been punched in the face. But like that's the type, the the type that thinks they can like kind of say whatever they want. You think Donald Trump's been punched in the face? <sighs> he. Uh, I want to say yes, but then he, I don't. Think I want to say has. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to say has. no. I don't think he's ever been in a because I could see him shooting off at the mouth at a younger age. Always, but then maybe no one's ever had the balls enough to like stand up. To you him. know who Donald Trump is? Uh, he's Francis in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I forgot about that piece. You, you, do you remember the Francis character? I don't. All right, he is like Pee Wee's best friend, who's rich, mm. and uh, like his dad's super rich, and he has like this giant swimming pool that's his bathtub, and Pee Wee gets into a fight with him in it. Did you ever see this movie, Aaron? It was that uh, Big Top? No, no, it's Big Adventure. One, yeah, it's the first one. I, it's been so long. I got to rewatch. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. It's been a while, man. Yeah. Well, I think you just watch it every like week, don't you? That's why I, I mean, not. I live that movie. Is every that your week. guilty pleasure, Pee Wee? <laughs> no, I love oh, Pee Wee. You're unabashed about I, it. I I had the uh, the Pee Wee doll. I did too. Did you have the puppet with the string? Yeah, oh, th- those things are what nightmares are made of. Yeah, it's, it's really worth a creepy lot of money doll. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Donald Trump is like Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He is just a, um, a rich jerk who gets his way and, uh, you know, daddy gave him a swimming pool for a bathtub. So, yeah, yeah. I think Steve's is right. Like he, as far as like nobody having the balls, cause Trump was probably so protected. Yeah. Right. Throughout his whole life that he's never been punched in the face. He's never had the consequences of being, of knowing what that feels like and saying, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that all Muslims should be banned because maybe a Muslim will punch me in the face. Well, you see how exactly. he, how he reacted point, when point. someone stormed the stage, right? Totally. Like yeah, and also that's when, a good point. It's a good point. Here's the thing: like when the bald eagle freaked out on him, I would freak out if a bald eagle like all of a sudden went nuts on me because like you can't reason with a bald eagle. No, no, yeah, I didn't see that one. It's uh, he was shooting a commercial, I believe, it was, and there was a bald eagle on his desk, and the he eagle... wanted it to like show that he's like for America, and it totally, <laughs> yeah. Somehow they leaked it or something. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's a gif. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. All right, I'll Wait. check it out. But going back to Space Jam Two, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. You think Steph Curry would be the titular character, the man who jams in space, and not LeBron James? I mean, he has to be in it. I, I don't. I don't care about. Right. Who's the main character? Okay. But Steph Curry absolutely has to be in it. I think it just has to be, you know, an ensemble cast. I don't Yeah. Is LeBron the the Jordan character? Maybe. But I, they better have better supporting roles yeah. for other people. Like uh, another Bill Murray in uh, Space Jam 2. 
<laughs> That'd be good. Why not? That would be good. Uh, but I don't know if the story could work because, like, didn't LeBron have to – like, Jordan, you know, he left for baseball. What is LeBron going to leave the league for so he gets stuck in the – sucked in the Toon Squad? Yeah. That's – that's my main concern. Well, not, now he could do this, which is totally douchey, but this is what he would probably want to do. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like a businessman. That'll be his like second act, not like a sport. You, know, another you don't sport. think yeah. he'll, he'll yeah. Uh, leave for the heat and then he gets sucked in the Toon Squad game and then he goes, I need to go back to Cleveland right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Cleveland could be the return to basketball. Yeah, know? right. He could be returning to Cle- uh, quote-unquote Cleveland mm. where it's like some kind of magic land or he just has a lot of gambling debts and he's like i need to play for the tune squad i was talking about this the other day and what if twitter was around during michael jordan's era i think we would remember him much differently i think he would be more of a despicable character absolutely uh and for people who don't know aaron could you tell everyone about um why it's speculated that michael jordan left basketball well, I, I don't know all the details, but yeah, of course it's. This is all. It, it has allegedly. to do with like uh, gambling debts and something to do. What did it have to do with his father as well? Yeah, because uh, I think his father was killed in a uh, parking lot interstate. Yeah, and it was all speculated before uh, before it happened. Him and Jordan left a casino and they didn't pay their tab, and uh, you know it was time to pay the piper. Must have been some tab. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jordan is a notorious gambler, too. Yes. Uh, so it's it's rumored that David Stern said, hey, uh, it's time to, like, step out of the, sh- you know, to hang out for a bit and yeah. then come back when this all blows over. Yeah. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> but, I mean, that – also, like, the NBA, you never heard any bad stuff happen in the NBA until, like – five years ago on like a general public you know what i mean i guess so. i think it's there's just more noise now so when something happens it gets amplified a lot more i thought it was more because david stern is such a good owner operator that he was able to make sure things stayed quiet like back in the day you mean yeah, yeah. i heard rumors that uh michael jordan is so well endowed that he needed <laughs> his own his own condoms when he was with uh with girlfriends. <laughs> Did not and that this. he had a, a person that would follow him around, make mm. sure that you know everything was cool, like Derek Jeter style. And it was like, here is your uh, here is your condom, Michael. I just want to be that guy. Like, yeah. I just want to be, be the guy. MJ's condom guy. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a, a stack. That's it, man. Right. Just roll them out. Oh man, what a dream job. <laughs> Well, uh, have you th- heard that? People were a lot more discreet back then, I would think, too. Like, discretion was like, you know, girls these days or humans in general are just like blowing people's spots up all the time. But it's there's like also outside of Twitter and the, the smartphone, you know what I mean? But there's also like back then there was no way to keep a record of everything. And now Good I can point. easily do that with uh, something next to my wallet. Right. That's true. So it's, it's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame it on um on people now are, are petty. I think people have always been petty, but I think uh yeah. I also think David Stern. Yeah, was people able will to always talk. But you, yeah, if you have check. proof to back it up, that's true. Yeah, I heard MJ had a girlfriend in every state. You got a lot I of rumors on player. this guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just I'm studied right. him in depth. You're just like Michael Jordan. <laughs> I write a bunch rumors. of Michael Jordan fan fiction. I was just gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there. <laughs> a whole lot of erotica. Wow. 
That'd be a terrific genre. Yeah. I, you know, um, one of the shows I worked on, we did uh, erotic fan fiction. And could you guess how much uh, of a business erotic books are? Meaning how much the whole much industry money makes it per makes. year? At least a billion, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, are we including the books that you see, like in CVS, with the Fabio-like characters on, on the yeah, on point. the cover? That's gonna. Uh, I mean, it's got to be five billion dollars. It's a billion-dollar okay. industry. Wow. Still here. impressive. That's, That's very insane. Impressive. Now, are you including like the audiobook recordings as well, or just purely the books? Just purely the books. Interesting. Okay. And wow. I think one out of every four women will read a certain erotic uh, book imprint in their life. Wow, I don't think I have, but I, I the audiobook version of that I would be so titillated mm. listening to that man uh, rock hard, rock hard, <laughs> rock hard. Riding it, Watch. riding it on the subway, and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> looking around like, oh. I've seen, I I can attest a couple times, at least three times, I've stumbled upon women on their Kindle slash whatever device reading erotic novel. I have definitely. Wow! Why are you reading their their over uh, their shoulder? Uh, I just I can't help too. it. You know, you're just you're just eyeballing. You like see some words. You're like, all right, I know what's going on here, and you just whatever. You know, it's and then it's a get, Kindle, so you can't really tell. You know, it's just all text. But yeah, and then you get really turned on. <laughs> also, erotic cover books are really are really strange. It's always like an ominous person's face, or like a handcuff, or a handkerchief. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's always like a weird, not a weird object, but it is. Yeah. Or they they get those like weird, um, and they use a, a bunch, I guess. Like, mod- I know a girl who's a model, and that's like one of her gigs is like she models for these like kind of romance novels. Yeah, and that's what they'll, they'll get like a, t- a couple to like represent the characters in the book, and it's yeah, really cheesy. So. Big deal, Steve. I know a girl who's a model. I know too. a girl's model. You know, <laughs> you know I know a guy funny. who gives Michael Jordan his condoms. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> man. <laughs> Well, uh, you're in the bunker, and uh, Aaron Hodges is our guest. And let's start things off, Aaron. What are some of your guilty pleasures in pop culture? Uh, you know, I have a few, and I grappled with what is the definition of a guilty pleasure. I even had a pretty passionate argument with my wife about it last night because she was trying to tell me that my guilty pleasure was not acceptable. Because, Why not? Because there's I, a lot of debate about this. Her, I know. Well. You guys, maybe you can tell me. I mean, this is you guys are laying the groundwork here for what a guilty pleasure is. What it, what is your definition of it? Just something you love that you know is absolute garbage. <sighs> or are you you? To me, it has to be something that to even admit to some degree is you're you're nervous about it. You're you're yeah. nervous to admit that. That yeah. to me. I mean, again, it can be because I think people have collaborative guilty pleasures, quote quote unquote. But it's like. The, the deepest part of it is that, I think, is the, the embarrassment, a little bit of it. Yeah, and I'm stalling because I am embarrassed about my guilty pleasure. Awesome. <laughs> I listened to this album last night, and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, and I'm so embarrassed. It's okay, man. But uh, it is Kid Rock's Devil Without a Cause. Oh, shit. Came out in 1998. Yep. I was in high school. And it was like in the height of the rap rock rap era. Rock oh my god! Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, Got huge. And, and you know, I liked Limp Bizkit. Now, see, Limp Bizkit, right. I don't like anymore, but I definitely liked them back then. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't consider them a guilty pleasure because I think they're terrible, and oh, yeah. I'm right. ashamed of ever liking them. Yeah, but this album, particularly from Kid Rock, I'm not a Kid Rock fan overall, but this album, 
I love it so much. There are party jams on there. Yep. He's got some old school rapping style on there. It's like, oh, my name's Kid Rock. I'm a Capricorn in Detroit City where I was born. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. there's no denying that he's very versatile. He proved it on this album he by can, far. Yeah. Well, you're you, see, you agree. You, we oh, talked yeah. about it like real, real it's quick. On, you like this album too? It's on my list. It was a, it was an album that um, I heard Bawa Taba and I was like, I like this. But then what song really won me over was I Am the Bull God. And like that mm-hmm. song, I still to this day, whoa, I still to this day listen to that song and um, and it just amps me up. But then I've always respected the rest of the album. My brother would play it on repeat. He he bought it. I was like, who is this dude? Like, come on, man. Because I knew the rap rock stuff, and then I started to hear the rest of the songs. And so there's songs that like, I mean, the Welcome to the Party song, like all of these other songs, like to me are just like, there. We go. <laughs> so awesome. You feel it, baby. It's feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, to me, that was the that thing is he he took all of his influences, and then he kind of was like, well, you know what, rap rock is popular now. I'm gonna throw some of that in there too. I'm gonna get a drummer, yeah. or whatever, a touring band. Yeah. He rocked it. I. That album's good. And I, even some countries is in there, too. That's true. The and, Cowboy Song. The Cowboy Song and... Um, uh, Only God Knows Why, right? Outstretched hands and one night stands. <laughs> Still, I can't find love. Aaron, how much did you pay for this album when it came out? I'm not sure if I did pay for it. That's the thing. It was my, my one of my best friends, Josh. We would hang out all the time. We have very similar tastes in music. And I think it was his album. But we would always be sitting around playing video games and right. listening to music. And I think that's part of, you know, why our music selection was kind of questionable because we weren't fully listening. We're playing video games. But background, right. It was background music. And this song, I mean, this song was cool, man. If you didn't like this song at all, there was something wrong with you. You weren't feeling anything. Right. Yeah. Um, I- only God Knows Why is yep. the... Uh, there you go. The country ballad from that album. Yeah, uh, it's just so, like all in all, the album flows so well together. It's like it goes from a rock rap song to hip hop party song to a country ballad, and it all kind of makes sense. And I just love it so freaking much. But it, awesome. it's one of those things where, like, I would not say you, you, the three of us are going on on a road trip, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, bring, uh, bring some CDs. We're gonna be listening to music. This would never ever be no. one of the ones that I would bring. But I will be at home listening to this song by myself or this whole album by myself. So that's why it's a guilty pleasure to me. That's perfect. That's it. That to me that. That's what that's about. It's about what you hide away and listen to. Yeah. Hands down. Or, or like, whatever it is. Yeah. What was the country song on the album? Only God Knows Only Why. God knows Only why. God well, it's, knows it's why. kind of a ballad, yeah. It's a ballad. But it's like, it's auto-tuned, which is also interesting. It I don't is, think yeah. I've ever heard it. Oh, are you oh, going to play it now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to load. You're going to. Well, yeah, here we go. You start oh, crying. <laughs> and that's the thing. I thought he was so deep too. Like, I know, right? Like this song yeah. and, and the black chick white guy thing. I was like, oh, dude, one of my favorite songs on the album. Wow, he's doing a lot of good things for us, Kid he Rock. <laughs> he's really <laughs> breaking barriers. And who would have thought either? Wow, you really like this album. <laughs> have you seen him live, Aaron? Uh no, I don't. I, don't, I haven't, hmm. and I, I won't. I won't. Like, right. that time has passed for me. 
Right. Well, that's what I was saying earlier off mic was like, why did he take this and expand upon the like Leonard Skinner realms and the like, you know, party country stuff? I, I understand that was part of his like fan base, but like, even if he liked country music, he could have done it more tasteful like everything else after this album just became like very catering to the nascar crowd and like he forgot about these roots that's what kind of bugs me you know where did kid rock go wrong exactly (laughs) (laughs) where did he go wrong i'm sure kid rock asks himself that a lot every day i would say in his mansion every day doing very well hang out with guy fieri or whatever (laughs) and that's but that's part of why it's so shameful right for me because of who he became exactly and there was that part the nascar crowd the endorsing of mitt romney and donald now donald trump the confederate flag like it's almost like this fake rebel that he's cultivated wait what, what do you say about the confederate flag he's just such a huge supporter of oh, it. oh man you know and i'm not going to apologize for it like that kind of stuff it's like yeah he's so pandering to this this country crowd that you know i don't know they let him into that world and he just said you know what i am you and i'm gonna show you it's like the the white guy it's all well it's it's probably what he experienced as a white guy getting into hip-hop as well exactly he's like you have to prove to yourself that you're actually one of us one of us not only one of us but better because you you don't necessarily belong here and then He's kind of and then he's like Eminem's around, so I have to pivot. Yeah, totally. That was exactly that was definitely a big thing, I think. But also, sure. Kid Rock started. Um, he ran with Insane Clown Posse. Oh, he did. Kid I mean, Rock did. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're all from Detroit. I mean, they, yeah. maybe they, they they recorded a couple. They songs. did record a song. Um, I think it was on Insane Clown Posse's first album. Interesting. I didn't know this. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. Um, and I think that's why him and Eminem never got along. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did listen to Insane Clown Posse as a uh, kid in middle school because Ooh. I had a friend who was in love with them. Um, Aaron, were you ever a juggalo? I, I did. <laughs> Do you, were you have a tattoo? Ever, did you, do you, are, do you, you have, have a hatchet, hatchet man? man? I was just going to say. <laughs> as you know. And a lifetime supply of Fago. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has to be in the basement. It can't be anywhere else. Uh, I had a phase. I've never considered myself a juggler. Same. Uh, nice. But some people put me onto them, and I was like, all right, these guys are freaking ridiculous. And I like them. And I think my brother had a poster. We shared a room. Mm-hmm. Were you a, my poster, a Violent J or Shaggy 2 Dope kind of guy? I was impartial, you know? Wow. Yeah, you were just in it for the cause. I was in it for the cause. You didn't care about, you know, the leaders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what else? <laughs> it was them... And there was like this weird, um, insane clown posse. What was it? It was like the fire or whatever. Like uh, there's going to be like an apocalypse of insane clown posse people on a certain day, and that's when they're going to like they're release all their final album. Yes. Yeah. The final card or something. Yeah. The final something card. with cards. That's all I remember. My brother was yeah into them, but I can't remember. There was this Halloween night on some date, and it passed, and something didn't right. happen. Yes. Yeah, like the running of the Juggalos or oh something. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Strange that's mythology. that's shameful. Can you imagine how much shame some people feel about having been a Juggalo? Absolutely. A Juggalo. Yeah. Like a full-fledged Juggalo. Oh, juggalo. Like they went to like uh, Six Flags one day, and they're like, I'm wearing my Juggalo t-shirt because I have to represent... 
I have to tell people about the Dark Carnival. That I'm down with the clown. And that Twisted is great. And we all know <laughs> that person existed. We all know a few people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Absolutely did. Absolutely. Well, Steve, were the Juggalos big in Cleveland? Absolutely. There was, I would say, um, at least in my high school in that area, um, there's at least a couple hundred. Oh my god! Our, I'm serious. A couple hundred, couple hundred. and there was two hundred people in the whole high school. Exactly. <laughs> hundred of them were juggling. Exactly. It was a good. I mean, it, there was at least. I think our high school full uh, front to back was what maybe a thousand. So yeah, it was a good chunk. Holy wow. shit! Yeah, man. I mean, this is like spread across like school districts too. Like probably like next door and stuff. I. You know. I grew up in a primarily Jewish town, and there were at least two juggalos. Only two? Yeah. Was it, like, really looked down upon that they were afraid? Well, like... There's probably some guilty pleasure people, like, yeah, rocking. I, mean, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no? I, yeah, I don't think uh, juggalo culture really penetrated my uh, suburb. <sighs> Sad. Yeah, and, of course, I was friends with one of the juggalos at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to this. I'll go to Sam Goody right. and uh, Sam, yes. buy this crap. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Sam Goody. I yeah. probably had two ICP albums. Mm, okay, the first one was uh, that had Chicken Hunting. What was that? Oh God, I have I, I don't know I what's what they now. were called. <laughs> yeah, but I do know that song. Uh, I heard it a lot. How many Juggalo albums did you have, Aaron? I didn't have any, honestly. What about your brother? I he probably didn't have them either. No, they probably one of our friends. Yeah, that burned it or something like that. Yeah, my brother had like seven. He had he was in. He was locked in. Yeah. Hardcore. Did he go see them? Uh, he went to see them at the Gathering of the Juggalos twice, from what I remember. And he also, I think, saw Twisted. Oh, sick. <laughs> and was Isham or something? That was like one of their oh, like I, crew. They had like a bunch of other rappers. Hope. Yeah. Uh, I, there was someone I went to college with who uh, went to went to drive two hours out of the way to see them. And I'm like, what the fuck two is hours. wrong with you? Wow. It's the carnival, man. You it's, get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an event. Right. right. So oh, you, this was a this wasn't the carnival the get ga- this wasn't a gathering of jugglers this was just a concert. Mm. Well, aren't they all? Carnivals? I thought they had I like I thought they had like their own Coachella of. Yeah, what do they call it? That's that's the, the, the gathering. gathering that's the like their yeah. That's yeah. their Coachella. But I thought they had other tours uh, spread out. I've once had a really weird dream that's coming back to me about being at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it was, But it was one of those things where it was like completely disjointed. It made no sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> I just remember Fago and a bunch of people looking like Shaggy too dope. Man. Did you see any? I love it when I have weird dreams and I see people like I haven't seen in years, like someone I went to elementary school with. Is now like kissing a juggalo. Did that happen in your dream? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It, it, when I went to college at Ramapo College, uh, my sweet mate actually was a, was a bit of a juggalo. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he had like the uh, gallons of of Fago. Oh, did he ever did he wear face paint? It? He smelled so bad that his roommate had to move out, and when then. He, but this dude. Was like having threesomes in his room. But chicks were taking what, all about quali- it. And what were the quality of that's women? That's what I've heard. I've heard that the juggalos get they get some uh, get I some d- play. I could not understand. Get ass. He was he was not particularly <laughs> handsome. He smelled like rotten banana peels, bro. You step into that room, and I swear to God, that's that's it. Just engulfed the whole suite as soon as you open that door. What what were the quality of women that this juggalo had threesomes they with? They weren't bad. They weren't absolutely disgusting, right? They were just average. They were they were average, and one one was 
very average and one was slightly above average. Wow. Yeah. And one time they were like making out in our living room, which was very exciting. It's a good time. (laughs) The jugglers get the party started, if nothing else. (laughs) At least they know how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what I always heard. It was like a bunch of debauchery, like at the the gathering. It's known to just be that. And then also, what always blew me like blew me away. And you guys have probably seen like the comedians that have like torn down the like gathering videos every year, right? But like they get some top notch acts to go like oh, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins like went there like two years ago yeah. or something. Yeah, because like, they pay money. They pay good money. That's yeah. probably what it is. Uh, sure. Yeah. But I, I just think, can like, imagine like <laughs> I think it's Joe DeRosa has an entire uh section of one of his albums just dedicated to talking, <laughs> about, talking about his experience at the Juggalos. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Joe DeRosa. Yeah. And uh, like Big Jay Okerson is is really into it too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, comedians love the shit. It's like a WWE, it's carnival stuff, so it's like... Well, they used to wrestle too, right? Who? The Insane Clown Posse. I think so, yeah. Yeah, like in the 2000s. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, they didn't sell out doing that. Let's just all remember that they've never sold out before. They're just super indie, and they love Fago Soda, and that song Miracles is what always was the running theme of Insane Clown Posse, Christian rap. Uh, <laughs> what was the, That's the Wait, one with the magnets, how do they work? Yeah, who cares? God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> big is Big J Okerson a juggalo though, or does he no, just? L- I don't think so. Live and breathe the juggalo way of life. <laughs> it kind of does, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen him in person, and I'm like, oh, he could be a juggalo, totally, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, he's got the facial hair of a juggalo, the build of a juggalo, and from what I hear, he has threesomes like juggalos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I I would make him an honorary juggalo, and I'm sure Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope would do that as well. They'd be happy to have him. Aaron, do you have any other guilty pleasures that you would want to share with us? <sighs> well, I, I changed my mind about one that I told you. Okay. Uh, and I was gonna bring bare naked ladies to the table. Nice. Uh huh. Nice. Because I did go on a road trip recently to Georgia with a couple friends, like my oldest friends that I've known since like five, to visit another friend that we've known since five lives in Georgia now. And we had the the Sirius thing on, right? And with the Sirius XM uh, radios, you can program when an artist pops up on any station. Yep. It'll be like, oh, Bare Naked Ladies is playing on channel 34. Change it to that right now. And that popped up. And they were just giving me hell about the Bare Naked Ladies. Whoa. And wow, I, I, felt, I felt very ashamed during this road trip. However, I... I Listened to a bunch of albums yesterday, and I'm like, this is good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not ashamed at all mm-hmm. to love Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, that's awesome. That They're soft. Yeah. They're corny. Sure. But I love them. I can't even yeah. think of a Bare Naked Ladies song right now. Oh, you know the so One many. Week. Yeah, One Week is the Oh, that's thing. them? Yeah. Then I do know a Bare Naked yeah, Ladies yeah. song. Yeah. Pinch Me. They had like... But even their like indie rock, like college radio stuff, I think is way better too. Like yeah. be my Yoko Ono and like yeah, you know, like that. It's goofy. If I had a million dollars, you've heard that song, yeah. Matt. Yes, I have. I I've heard that song. You're more aware of them than you think. Exactly. Um, oh no, I'm not saying I'm too cool for the bare naked ladies. Oh, okay, good. I just <laughs> couldn't remember a bare naked ladies song in the moment. I see, yeah, yeah. I see. yeah. I always still to this day listen to Rock Spectacle. That live. Oh, that's album, that is a back, great album. Yeah. Front to back, it's amazing. And but yeah, I can see that. Growing up with a bunch of my friends, like they would have, they would have given me shit too, for sure. Oh yeah, for it's sure. too cool, especially you know having grown up listening to Limp Biscuit 
going to that. Like, I was saying, like, Limp listen Bizkit. to metal and rock. And yeah. like, you're, they're like, bare naked ladies. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly open-minded when it comes to music. Like, some people will speak in absolutes and just, this is absolute garbage. Yeah. This is shit. <laughs> We're like, I'll be open-minded and be like, you know what? It's not for me. Right. But I can see how someone would like it for most stuff. Yeah. And, you know, some you just got to allow me to have that bare, bare naked ladies. Like, I like it. Right, Maybe right. you don't. Just allow me to have it. Yeah. Yeah, this is America. Yeah. This is America. So... I'm not ashamed at all, but... Um, Do you remember what song it was that came up? Or, you know... No, I didn't change it because... It oh, because like, they were already like, ah, no, no, no. bare naked ladies. It, I, I, I went to see what song it was. I didn't recognize it, but it was, so it was probably like... Uh, they're doing like kids bop type stuff now, so... They are. They're doing know. the... What's what's the other band that does that? Um, they Might Be Giants. They're kind of oh, doing yeah, that. Yeah, but they yeah, Might yeah. Be Giants have, has always done that. That's always been their thing. That's yeah. true. Good point. Uh, so you're you, you're putting that as a guilty pleasure? And not just a pleasure. I'm like dipping my toes in there. Just saying, right. you know what? Yeah, I can. I feel a little guilty, but I don't. Okay. Nice. Um, you're not completely... You're, you're, yeah. But that's. I, it still fits. I, I recognize why it's shameful, because they are corny. Right. But I'm kind of corny. Right. right so. Right. <laughs> nice. You're listening to Guilty Mixtape. I'm Matt Bogart. And as always, I am joined with the beautiful... Steve Long. Steve Long. Steve, I notice you've been getting really buff lately. Buffer than usual. You're practically busting out of your clothes and such masculinity. I need to know what CrossFit gym you go to. So uh, if, if I may be so bold, uh, there is a CrossFit gym in my hometown of Montclair. Of Montclair, New Jersey, yeah. as it were. Uh, it's called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Okay. Because essentially that's what CrossFitters end up you know, getting out yeah, of here yeah. is, is blood, sweat, and tears. I've seen money. t-shirts with Yeah, that. exactly. Um, my trainer is named um, Jack Bjornsson, and Ooh, he is a... A German? He's a German. He is a former Special Forces, and essentially, um, he comes here every single day if I miss a CrossFit class, and he forces me to go. Oh, my God. He is legit. Jack legit. Bjornsson, yeah? Jack Bjornsson, yeah, yeah. He will not take no for an answer, man. Like I, two months ago, I said I can't afford CrossFit classes. Yeah, and he literally punched me in the face. I was gonna say it looks like you have bruises all over your body. <sighs> Is that from him dragging you to CrossFit? He drags me to CrossFit, but he also does. You know how there's they do those like really crazy tire. Oh yeah, tire pushing. So if I can't do the last, like, because you're supposed to do like forty, right? And I can get through like twenty. Yeah. If I don't do the last ones, he puts the tire on top of me and like forces me to get oh out from God. under it. That's. But look, but the results, you know, you, you do have results. But also, I'm I'm very worried. Not only are you super masculine today, but right. it looks like you haven't slept much. Does Jack let you sleep? Uh, so what, what he's resorted to doing these days is not only does he um, throw pebbles at my window, at yeah. night, which my wife doesn't appreciate no. at all. She wants to kill him. Um, but he also uh, has found ways to, um, during my sessions, he will um, lay hypnotic suggestions yeah. so that I just wake up at like four in the morning and I literally can't stop. I can't stop it. Now, Steve, I don't, I, I don't want to air your, your personal life out there right i mean we're good friends but uh your wife asked me to bring this up she's been finding uh, a lot of methamphetamine mm. in the apartment Ooh. and yeah. she's worried that this is a result of 
blood, sweat, and tears CrossFit gym. Is is Jack keeping you up at night so you can just work out like crazy if you don't hit that forty tire um, lifts or what what have you? I, I get the feeling that Bjornson will, if I don't hit my goals, yeah, he'll hit he, you. Not even not, not not only will he hit me, he takes it on himself. He feels such shame and dishonor that he essentially punishes himself. If wow, I don't that's my a goals. great trainer. He is selfless. I man. know you can't see this, but Steve is actually crying right now. I mean, we're seeing the tears from blood, sweat, and tears happening. Legit. Uh, also, you, your your shirt is is full with mud and dirt. Are you digging a lot of holes there? <sighs> Not all. So, see, here's the thing. He keeps telling me that. You know, we are essentially uh, creating a community garden. That's what he tells yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're I, digging deep holes. I'm though. digging some really deep. I don't. At I don't think I've ever seen anything deep. planted, man. So yeah. I, I'm really concerned. I, I've been. I've, I've hit um, what you could call the first layer of like the Earth's crust. I don't know what the word would oh, be. Oh yeah. The like something shelf. I think I've hit that. Yeah. I don't think that's right. Ha- have a lot of people in your gym gone missing though? Yes. Oh my god. Completely. I, I started in a class of 25. Yeah. And it's down to four. Oh, man. And they're trying to find new members, but I'm like, did people just quit? Because I can't quit. Yeah. So now I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, man. Well, you're a good shoveler. And help if, me, Matt. Matt and help it, me. Help me. <laughs> Anyways, I love that place. Yeah. Hey, guys. Jack Bjornson is right outside, and he's just reminding us, you got to go to this CrossFit gym. I got to go. It's great. Steve is spared because he's promoting it on this podcast. Where can they go to this gym before it shut down? So um, if you go to downtown Montclair and yeah. you see the ice cream shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're going to Great ice cream there. It's amazing. It's custard, by the way, oh. which I love. Uh, I can't eat it anymore because he'll kick my ass he'll kill, I do. Yeah. But I can at least walk past it on the way there. So as soon as you see the ice cream shop in downtown Montclair, you'll see the crossfit. Oh, okay, good. And that's Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yep. Uh, the trainer's Jack Bjornson. They really need members. Yes. Uh, soon. Soon. Pl- for, the lo- for the love of God, please go soon. And that's in beautiful Montclair, New Jersey. And now back to Guilty Mixtape. Any movies or TV shows that you think uh, that are guilty pleasures for you, Aaron Hodges? Okay. The the movie that it's it's difficult just to even bring it up because as soon as you say it, the title of the movie, a lot of people just look at you with a blank stare and wonder what the hell it is. But once you have an understanding between people that they like this movie you just bonded and became best friends, right? Okay. So I sat at a wedding table one time with some high school friends and then some people we did not know. And we started talking in this coded language from this movie. And Uh, the people that we did not know heard it. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) So we started talking in this coded language from this movie. And it was just this awesome bonding moment. But I understand it's not a great movie. The movie is Pootie Tang. Oh, we've had conversations about this movie. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to pick up on the the, the coded language. Could yeah. you uh do you, could you say something? Well, you've seen it, haven't you? I've, I haven't yeah. seen it in ten years. It's been a while too. It's been yeah. a while. So yeah. you know, for those that don't know, Pootie Tang 
is the main character, and he doesn't speak English. He barely speaks, but when he does, he says things like, water tie on the tippy tie, my Jamie. Like that stuff, right? And separate town. <laughs> and somehow you you understand Pootie, even though he's not saying words that you you know, I mean, you are recognized. Right, right. He's speaking his own language, but you know. Now, uh, Pootie Tang was, was it directed by Chris Rock? Louis C.K. Louis C.K. wrote and directed it. Oh, he did so, direct yeah. it. Okay, Chris I knew Rock, he wrote. Chris Rock is in it. Yeah. So is David Cross. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of what other comedians. Oh, J.B. Smoove. Yes. J.B. Smoove yeah. is in it. So it's a cult classic, this movie. But if you tell the average person that this is your favorite movie, they're going to laugh you off like you know nothing. They're gonna, about, you know nothing about movies. Right. And they're going to put you in an institution. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Get this Trump voter out of here. Right. <laughs> even my even my wife. Like she she I made her watch it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those movies where you get in a relationship, you're like, you want to get to know me? You need to see this movie. Nice. You know? So that's how that's how we built on our relationship. She still doesn't understand me because she doesn't understand that movie. <laughs> that movie is, she doesn't love it the way that I love it. It's like one of those things where like, don't you hate when people push stuff on you and they insist that you like it? Yeah. So I absolutely. Sh- I tried so hard to not be that guy, but I wanted to be that guy so bad for this movie. Yeah. And I just couldn't get it across uh, to her. I'm the same way with scat porn. Yeah. It's like I'm like, You're Jenna, like, if listen, you want to know me, you gotta watch this shit. Literally. Yeah, literally. People just playing in it, <laughs> stepping in it, the noises it makes. What was her reaction, though? Oh, uh, well, I, she's still chained to the uh, the couch. She hasn't fully understood my love and appreciation for scat porn. Is it on a loop still? Oh, yeah. And it's wow. like uh, Clockwork Orange Eyes are like peeled back, wow. and she can't blink. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, star- I'm starving her until she likes it. it, it I, we're good. Is if is that what you're asking? We're good. We're fine. Okay. Everything's good. good. Uh, no, but Aaron, I completely understand where you're coming from when it comes to trying to get people. It's like, hey, if you want to know me, you got to watch this. Um, Steve, do you have a movie like that? Um, with your wife? I'm trying to think. We so when we first met, we did the whole yeah, like going through movies. Um. But I don't think I had ones that I thought were like I'm afraid to admit that I showed her that I can think of offhand. But there was definitely like you know you you do that you share the media you know this is my collection here's you know and there was definitely that. Um, it doesn't so, even have to be something you're uh, ashamed of. It's yeah. just like this one thing where it's like oh this is my favorite. That I mean we definitely watched uh, Shawshank Redemption. Okay, I had to. I'm just like, listen, you, and I don't think she had seen it either, which was cool. So I could like expose her quote unquote to it, even though it's always on cable. I'm sure she saw parts of it. Yeah. So it was like, no, no, get away, get rid of the commercials, get rid of the bullshit, you know, censor. Because if you don't watch football on Sundays, TNT's always fucking playing Shawshank Redemption <laughs> on Sundays <laughs> during unreal. game how many day. Times? Is it really? Oh yeah. Okay. It's unreal how many times. Uh, the reason I brought it up because the, my movie for my girlfriend is also a cult comedy that no one likes or no one has ever seen. Oh. It's uh, it's called Martin and Orloff. Have you ever seen I've it, Aaron? Never even heard of it. Never even it heard has of it. everyone is in it. Name someone. Jim Carrey. Yeah. No, he's not in it. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> That's the first one that came to It's it's uh, David Cross is in it. Uh, oh wow. Uh, Matt Walsh is in it. Um, what's his name? Who does the voice of um, Archer? John oh. H. Benjamin's in it. Yep. 
Um, Tina Fey's in it. Amy Poehler's in it. Richter, wow. Yeah. Rachel Dratch? Yeah. Like, everyone is in this movie. It's a shame that no one knows it. It's super criminally underrated. But as soon as you said, like, I have to show this to my wife so she understands uh, who I am, that's that's my movie as well. Wow. Uh, I have to give Pootie Tang another watch. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. And I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Give it another watch. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Even Louis C.K. didn't like it. Like I, I heard him do an interview where he basically said it. the the studio changed things up on him and it wasn't like what he wanted it to be. It's Chappelle said the same thing about Half Baked. I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah? Chappelle hated okay. the way Half Baked came out. He said they made smoking weed look like a kids movie, and I'm like, I don't know how serious you really wanted Half right. Baked to be. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was I think, especially for its time. I mean, whatever, but for its time, that no one. No one was willing to look past that stereotype of what a stoner was. So, like, even making that movie, like, everyone is, oh, it's a stoner comedy. But there was no, I mean, they weren't going for an Oscar. Is, is yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was what it was. Yeah. I mean, I watched that a thousand times. Oh, yeah, of course. I have picked a thousand, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I love that movie. And it's streaming on Netflix, and it holds up super well. Yeah. I still laugh my ass off when that dog is smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) They killed Killer B. (laughs) Aaron Hodges, thanks for coming by. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, check out Aaron Aaron Hodges on Twitter, right? Yeah, Aaron Hodges, yep. Aaron Hodges on Twitter, and is Quick Snap still going on, or is it only when the season's on? About once a month during the uh, NFL offseason, we do a, a new episode. And uh, the one I do weekly now is the Off Bounce Three. It's on Stitcher, iTunes. Who do you, you co- who do you co-host uh, your uh, Quick Snaps with? Kostaki Economopoulos. Yes, that's an easy name to remember. Yeah. Easy name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very nice man. He's a very nice man. He's a stand-up comedian. Been doing it like over twenty years, and just kind of carved a niche out for himself doing uh, NFL comedy jokes. He's like been on the NFL Network, awesome. all kinds of cool stuff. So. Yeah, it was uh, a couple years ago. We just got together, and uh, he was thinking about doing a podcast. I said, you know, let's do it. I want to do it, too. So we got together, and we're on. going to be our fourth season. Excellent. Yeah. So. We'll check that out when football starts, and the Off Balance is uh, streaming now. Yeah, that's yeah. all over. The Off Balance 3, all over Stitcher, iTunes, check wherever you listen to podcasts. Aaron, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for thanks dropping by. I never thought, going into Meet Aaron, that... His one of his main picks would be Kid Rock. I never in a million years would have guessed that. How come? I he just didn't he didn't come off as that kind of guy. But I think that's why it worked, right? What What do you mean when you say that kind of guy? Do you mean like a straight man? No. Or? <laughs> well, I just, you you have the stereotypical Kid Rock fan in your in your head, and and we talked about this where it was like a lot of this like. The um, unironic wife beat wear wife beater wearing Kid Rock fan carrying a Miller Lite can and like you know what I mean. You just and. It, it didn't intend to start that way, but it's become that. And he's obviously not that. So, yeah. That was I, cool. I was more surprised that um, that we were all kind of uh, juggalos at one point in our life. That was very interesting. Yeah. Actually. That yeah. we should do an Oprah special about, you know. Uh, <laughs> I was I was a teenage juggalo. Or yeah, something. I was a teenage <laughs> juggalo. I was, I was lost for an entire month of my life to the Insane Clown Posse and the Carnival of. I don't even know what they called it. There's some, the some the, the carnival of lost souls. I that that Something. sounds good. Sounds right. But yeah, it's it's very frightening that the jugglers still exist. They yeah. should be a political party. They could be. Yeah, I, I think so. I wonder who the jugglers endorse in this uh, in this primary season. 
I would say Trump. Anyway, I you, could guess. you can follow Aaron at Aaron Hodges on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Matthew underscore Bogart. And, of course, you can follow Steve at Shoot by Daylight. All one word. Please remember to subscribe in iTunes or wherever you download your fucking podcasts. I don't judge. I just want those numbers because I need that sweet, sweet ad money. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Tell people you hate while they steal that money from you to buy methadone. I don't know. Just tell people. And we'll be back next Monday in your ear on Guilty Mex Tape. Steve, thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. And we'll talk to you later. 